Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by Daikin. Hey, Texans fans, get a home field advantage this summer with Daikin Air Intelligence Tips you can use to beat the heat in your home. Learn how to lower your energy costs, reclaim your outdoor space, and breathe easier by improving your indoor air quality. It's all part of Daikin's Air Intelligence, and you can learn all about it by visiting daikinloveshouston.com. As one of Houston's largest employers, Daikin is doing big things for your fellow Texans. Check out their outstanding limited warranties and financing options at your local dealer today. Now back to the show. Here's the snap. Looking. Flips the ball. Diving for the pylon. And he's got it. Razzle-dazzle. Touchdown, Houston. And the Texans go in front. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do. Now, it's Texans All Access. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Friday edition of Texans All Access. From the Hyundai Texans Radio Studio, I am your host, football analyst and silent reporter John Harris, and we are less than. 48 hours away from a 12 noon kickoff right here in Houston, 1 p.m. if you happen to be out in Jacksonville. Kickoff against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Duval County. Here we come. Exciting weekend in Duval County. Now, I this, this could be an issue, a major issue. Rain is projected to hit northeast Florida, and it looks like it could be a pretty heavy rain. On top of that, Florida-Georgia takes place, the big rivalry in college football, on Saturday. And it's a natural grass surface. So you have a game in the rain, potentially mud, on Saturday. And then turning around on the same field Sunday afternoon and playing a game. That could be a definite storyline in this game with the weather being what it looks like right now is going to be in Duval County, on top of the fact that you have that Florida-Georgia game taking place less than 24 hours before the Jags and the Texans kick off at TIAA Bank Stadium, a.k.a. The Bank. So, nice nickname. But that is definitely something that's going to be a storyline. So, we got plenty for you on the show. We got to break this thing down. We'll have our deep slant one-on-one of the week. This week, DP went one-on-one with a guy that is going to be returning on Sunday, and it couldn't come at a better time. That's Jordan Aikens, tight end, who up until he went out injured in the game against the uh, Minnesota Vikings, was one of the leading receivers on this team. Since he's been gone, Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, and Will Fuller have sort of, sort of shared the wealth in the receiving game, not to mention Darren Fells at tight end. But getting Jordan Aikens back is going to be exceptional for this organization, this offense, on Sunday against Jacksonville Jaguars. So we will hear from Jordan Aikens. We've got to have my keys to the game. So I dive deep into this one, give you my keys. And they're a little different than four weeks ago. You think, yeah, four weeks ago, what's changed? Well, uh, a lot, really. Especially when you replace a quarterback. And we'll get to the... We'll get to what the Jaguars are forced to do this week due to an injury at the quarterback position. So we'll talk about that in a little bit when we get to our status report. But I'll break down the keys. Then 
My little Texans audio jukebox had a few guys go to the microphone over the last couple of days. Not Thursday, uh, but Friday. Uh, some back to Wednesday. I guess we, we had JJ and Sean on Wednesday. So we'll just focus on the guys that spoke on Friday. Charles Amenahu, Brent Scarlett, and Titus Howard. In fact, Titus said one, one of the... It came... It, it hit me. It's kind of funny. But the more I thought about it, I was like, eh, you know, he's got kind of a point. So we'll hear from them with our Texans audio jukebox. Then, it's prediction time. Love doing the predictions. I do them every week. Even though the Texans were on bye week last week, I did the predictions anyways. And I hit 100%. Straight up and against the spread. 100%. And if you believe that, I'll sell you some riverfront property right here in good old Houston. Uh, AKA, no, I don't think I was 100%. Um, but I like to tell people that. Oh, how good are you on your picks? How good? I want to know. Oh, I don't know. But probably, you know, Steph Curry free throw shooting percentage. Is that, is that good enough? So either way, we'll do our predictions and then get to Drew's final word. And this week it is with I don't want to say the other tight end, but Jordan Aiken's partner in the tight end room, Darren Fells. Darren Fells had a great year, so we'll give the final word to Drew and to Darren. Had a great Drew's Dozen the other day. Drew's Dozen, Darren, Drew. Yeah, it's pretty good. Either way, I like the alliteration on that. So, Darren Fells will join us. So, we got a lot going on on tonight's show to get you ready for Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, Let's do what we always do on a Friday. Um, I don't know. Is that my falsetto? I think it probably was, um, as best I can do it. But it's time to get to our hot reads. And hot reads are brought to you by Geico. And you know what? They've got some really good news. Great news, as a matter of fact. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I mean, everybody loves to save money, especially at the holidays, right? We're on into November, December's coming up. Want to save a little, little cheddar? There you go. Geico.com. Now, our first hot read every single Friday, even on a bye week. Bye week, we had Romeo Cornell on last week. He just did it with me. Today, Romeo Cornell sat down with Mark Vandermeer to talk about this matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Coach, you missed a day this week, but what about prep coming off the bye? How do you feel about where you are at heading into this Jacksonville game? You know, overall, we're in pretty good shape. Uh, we got a couple of guys back from injury that uh, were played, so um, we feel decent about it. You know, we lost a couple guys because of the COVID situation, but uh, we have guys who've been practicing with us who know the system, um, know that they have an opportunity to step in and play. So we're looking forward to that occurring. Coach, the passing game has been explosive at times and putting up some of the best numbers we've seen here in a long, long time. Uh, what's it going to take to get the kind of balance that you're looking for with the running game mixed in with the passing game? Well, you know what? We have to, um, to make somewhat of a commitment to the run. Uh, and, and when you do that, you have to understand that every run is not going to be a double-digit run. You know, sometimes you may call a run and you might gain one yard, all right? And then so you call it again and then see what happens. You just don't abandon the run. And so I think that if we will make that commitment to the run and maybe we'll set a number of runs that we need to, to have for the game and try to get to that number, and then I think that that might help uh, balance things up a lot. 
I know you've been asked a lot this week about their quarterback. Do you go back to that college tape? Do you think about the offense they're running now? I know you do. But how do you prepare for a guy that you really haven't seen too much of, not seeing a lot of NFL action from him or any for that matter? Well, that's the most difficult part is you haven't seen him play in it. In the league, you don't know how he's going to react to um, the better talent that he's going to face, you know, because the college talent is one thing, but the NFL talent is a little bit different. You know, uh, people talk about those windows closing a lot quicker in the NFL for a quarterback. So we went back and we looked at his college tape and saw uh, what he was doing there. And, but we also understand that Jacksonville is not going to revamp their offense. They're going to continue to do what they've been doing, but they're going to try to let him do the things they think he can do the best. Uh, and so we'll have to adapt as we go along too. you know, the game will start and we'll see what he does in the game and how he handles different coverages and then go from there. Coach, in all your years of experience coming off buys, do you get the fresh leg factor, but maybe a little bit of rust possibly? What are you concerned about coming off a buy and what are you happy about coming off a buy? Well, I'm happy that they have fresh legs, you know, uh, and you have a chance to, to get guys healed up because, you know, at this point in the season, there are bumps and bruises that guys have to deal with. And so having a bye week allows them to get treatment and get healed and get ready to play the game. So uh, I'm excited about that. All right. So final factors in pulling out a victory for the Texans against Jacksonville, Coach. We got to keep that passing game going. We got to get some running game going. We got to stop the run and not give up big plays. All right, coach. Thanks so much for the time and best of luck against the Jaguars. Hey, thank you, Mark. Oh yeah. I think Romeo hit all of them right there. You know, it's that I said this, I can't remember if I did this with Mark or who I did this with this week. And I said, you can have one thing, one thing that you could change. And maybe Drew and I did this on the end of lab. One thing you could change. Run the ball better, more passing deep plays, although they've had some pretty some pretty good deep balls. That's already kind of there in the offense. A little bit more run game, better efficiency in the run game. What, what would you want it to be? I, I think for me it would be stop the run because I feel like in stopping the run better, you've got an opportunity to then kind of mix things up. And we've seen Anthony Weaver get very creative, I think, in attacking quarterbacks with the guys that are up front. Now, uh, that'll sort of lead me into the next hot read, and that has to do with pass rushers and COVID-19. It became official, I think, yesterday, yesterday afternoon, I believe. Now, people have been talking about it, but because it became official, we can hit it and we can talk about the ramifications of it. Jacob Martin tested positive, outside linebacker Jacob Martin tested positive for COVID-19, and due to contact tracing, Outside linebacker Whitney Merciless and inside linebacker Dylan Cole will also be out of this game against Jacksonville. Now, they've got to, I think, clear after five days. And obviously five days, I think when this was found out, was Wednesday night, I believe. So five days will take them out of this matchup against Jacksonville, which becomes problematic because you're talking about three linebackers. You're already down one inside linebacker, Bernardrick McKinney. Now you're down two outside linebackers without Whitney, without Jacob. So you're a little bit thin at those positions going into this one against Jacksonville. However, 
it does open up some opportunity. And we're going to talk to Brent Scarlett a little bit later in the show. He went to the podium today and he talked about, hey, me and JG are going to hold it down. Who's JG? If you didn't know, well, we'll talk about that a little while later. But COVID-19 has struck the Texans. It struck last week with Max Sharping and struck again with Jacob Martin. And due to contact tracing, tracing issues, Dylan Cole and Whitney Merciless will miss this game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, let's get our last hot read. And this is always pretty important. It kind of goes with our previous hot read. And that is the injury report. Now, on Friday, that injury report becomes a status report. Coming off of a bye week, you would think it's going to look pretty good. And for the most part, it does. Remember, you're down Max Sharping, you're down Jacob Martin, you're down Whitney Merciless, and you're down uh, Dylan Cole. Only other player who is out is Kyle Emanuel, who got hurt, I believe, on a kickoff. He had a concussion. He came out of that game against the Packers. Still has some lingering effects, so he is out of this game. He did not participate in practice. He was the only player outside of the four from the COVID-19 situation that did not participate in practice. Jordan Akins with that ankle and concussion, Randall Cobb, Peter Kalambayi, and Bradley Roby, all full participants, all in and ready to go. Now, on the Jaguars' side, three players out. Dakota Allen played pretty well, I thought, against us, formerly of Texas Tech, EMCC, uh, last chance you, and I think of the Rams. Yeah, I thought he played a pretty good job, did a pretty good job for the Jaguars last time he played. He is out. Devino Zigbo, backup running back, he is out. And most importantly for the Jags, and this has been talked about for a while, Gardner Minshew dealing with a right thumb is out. He hurt that thumb apparently in the game against the Texans. My guess is it was the hit that Jacob Martin put on him that got the ball back to the Texans late in that game in the fourth quarter. He played with that for three weeks. Now, Conspiracy theorists come out at this point and say, well, if it was that bad, maybe why was he playing? You're only pulling him now because you want to see what you got in Jake Luton. And who who knows? Conspiracy theories are exactly that. They're kind of wild and harebrained. But Minshew will not play. Texans were 3-0 against Minshew. Obviously, 0-0 against Luton. So they kind of had... Minshew's number, in some sense, they sort of had Blake Bortles' number other than 2017 as well, Um, but no Gardner Minshew. Now, throughout the week, they did have some players that were were banged up and limited participants and a lot of key names. A.J. Cann, starting guard, Keelan Cole, wide receiver who caught the touchdown against the Texans, uh, one of the touchdowns against the Texans in week five. Brandon Leonard, starting guard, Miles Jack, who didn't play against the Texans the first time. Sidney Jones, who had a pick the first game. Cam Robinson, starting left tackle. And Gerard Wilson, the starting safety. They were all limited at practice today, dealing with a variety of ailments, but nobody listed as questionable or out. They did have a few guys back at full. Tyler Eifert, Adam Gotsis, James O'Shaughnessy, and Brendan Watson. Now, on the whole, the Jaguars should be healthier. Josh Allen didn't play last time against us. C.J. Henderson didn't play. Miles Jack didn't play on defense. Uh, They were sort of a shell of themselves. But Gardner Minshew did. This time, it's a full-on rookie starting for the very first time. A six-rounder from Oregon State, Jake Luton. We'll talk a little bit bit more about him when we get to the keys to the game in our final segment of this hour. 
but a big fella, 6'7", 240, rocket arm. Does have a little bit of mobility, but he can sling it. And because of that, it makes me think of Drew Locke. And I'll bring that up a little bit more when we get to our keys to the game brought to you by FCCU. All right, those are your hot reads brought to you by Geico. Coming up next, we go one-on-one, sponsored by Xfinity. It's the deep slant with Jordan Akins. DP sits down with Jordan next on Texans All Access. Texans TV takes over Saturday nights. Catch Extra Points, followed by Texans 360, Saturday night at 1030 or after the late local news. Time is back. It's our new double cheeseburger pizza. A large for just 12 bucks. And now add the double cheeseburger papadilla for only six bucks. Comes with zesty burger sauce hamburger beef, tomatoes, pickles, and lots and lots of cheese. It's our new double cheeseburger pizza and the new double cheeseburger papadilla. Get yours today. Papa John's Houston. Hey. Baby, I just checked out the new Hyundai Elantra. How was it? I have to say, it was a pretty smooth operator. Are you sure you're talking about a car? (laughs) It's a tech lover's dream. The digital key feature lets you lock and unlock the doors. And get this, with dynamic voice recognition, I can control the temperature, roll down the windows, and change radio stations just by talking. (laughs) I know you like that. (laughs) You too can talk to the all-new Hyundai Elantra. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 25 years, huh, that's a quarter century, or 300 months, or 9,125 days, or 175 years, dear dog. Now, for something to be around that long, that's impressive. And that's what Chevron with Tecron is. Impressive. Because it delivers unbeatable cleaning power and unbeatable gas mileage. Plus, as always, Tecron is in every grade, every gallon. Chevron with Tecron, celebrating 25 years of clean. Care for your car. I'm a Verizon engineer, and today we're turning on 5G across the country, including right here in Houston. With the coverage of 5G nationwide and in more and more cities, the unprecedented performance of ultra-wideband. It will change your phone and how businesses do everything. I'm proud because we didn't build it the easy way. We built it right. This is the 5G America's been waiting for. Only from Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities. Even now, while we're distancing, your body needs to move. At Houston Methodist Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, our teams are ready with advanced technology and imaging to deliver custom treatment plans safely. And our minimally invasive procedures can help you heal faster. We have the expertise to keep you moving because every movement matters. Find the care you need at locations throughout Houston. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. If you can't be at NRG Stadium this season to watch the Houston Texans in person, the next best place to enjoy the game is Game Day Central on HoustonTexans.com. We have tons of contests, the pregame kickoff show, Texans traditions at your fingertips, football analysis, and more. Plus, you'll have access to the arcade presented by Reliant with hours of fun games and chances to win exclusive prizes. Visit HoustonTexans.com or download the official Houston Texans app to join the fun. 
Tired of searching for sports updates in different places? The Xfinity Sports Zone gives you the ultimate sports hub experience, where you can find games, news, and highlights all in one place right on your TV. Follow the teams you love across your favorite sports. You can even use the voice remote to access stats and scores. With the Xfinity Sports Zone, everybody wins. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store for details. Restrictions apply. Requires Xfinity TV service with X1. Teachers and parents, are you looking for an educational resource to keep your students engaged? The Houston Texans Toro and Phillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value. All while having fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the Kids School Program page and run your students through Toro's Math Drills, presented by Phillips. Go Texans! There is positive energy everywhere, yes, even this year. Reliant and the Houston Texans are powering a brighter future for students across the city. Through the Scholarship for Champions program, they've committed over a half million dollars to make college dreams a reality for Houston students. And this season, they're helping students connect to the classroom with the technology, tools, and programming they need to truly succeed. Reliant is proud to give back to our hometown and invest in our future leaders because kids will power a brighter future for all of us. Reliant is proud to be the official energy provider of the Houston Texans. One and six isn't sitting well with JJ. If you aren't angry or upset or frustrated about it, that's when something's really wrong. And who better to take out that aggression on than the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars? Where we are isn't acceptable and shouldn't be acceptable. Texans at Jags, Sunday at noon. Insider Access, exclusive content. Sports Radio 610, the Texans play here. Play here. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 10.30 or after the late local news on ABC 13. Welcome back to this Friday edition of Texans All Access from Monday Texas Radio Studio. I'm your host, John Harris. Football analyst and silent reporter for your Houston Texans and a former teacher. So when I put this call out to all you Houston area teachers and ask you, do you want to bring a little Texas football to your classroom? I need you to sign up for Toro's Math Drills, presented by Phillips. Toro's Math Drills is a video series designed to help third and fourth graders learn how to tackle math in a classroom. Go to HoustonTexans.com slash Toro's Math Drills to learn more. That's HoustonTexans.com slash Toro's Math Drills to learn more. You make math interesting, accessible, understandable. I'm telling you, kids will buy in. You just make it theoretical, eh, they're not going to buy in. If you start talking about Deshaun Watson or a favorite athlete, kids are going to buy in. Absolutely. There's no question. Both girls and boys. There's no doubt. And Toro's Math Drills will definitely help you out with that. All right, let's get to our Deep Slant one-on-one presented by Xfinity. And this week, it's a guy returning to the lineup. And boy, better late than never, Jordan Aikens. And obviously, it's not his fault that he's been out. He's been dealing with both an ankle and a concussion. The concussion he suffered against the Minnesota Vikings on that seam throw down the middle. He got drilled by Harrison Smith. Smith ejected from the game because of that hit. Jordan then out since... That about, I don't know, second quarter of week four, maybe. So he missed three, five, six, seven. Yeah, he's missed three games, and the Texans needed him. There's no question. Now, does he make up the full distance in the Packers game? Probably not. 
but does he help you potentially get in the end zone a time or two more against the Tennessee Titans? Maybe so. But didn't happen, didn't have him, but you have him now. And you have him hopefully for the next nine games, and he's one of the most improved players over the three years he's been here. I think he gets better and better and better, and he's created a nice little synergy with Deshaun Watson. Hopefully they can get back to that on Sunday against the Jaguars. Yes, it might be wet, won't be cold, but got to adapt, got to adjust. That might mean that less deep balls, less uh, longer throws. That might mean more sure throws, and that could mean a lot of Jordan Aiken. So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. But we don't have to go too much longer because Jordan Akins joins us now right here with DP Sidhu. You've come such a long way from your rookie season. When do you feel like everything really just started to click for you? I would say last year. Um, last year, you know, the game slowed up a lot for me. Uh, this year, it slowed up even more. Uh, you know, I was being more of a student to the game, mentally preparing. You know, I was really wearing my body down the previous years, just trying to, you know, do what I can to be on the field. But this year, I just, you know, got my mental ready and worked on my body, had a little extra time due to COVID and, you know, came in feeling good and playing good. Yeah, you look good. Last year, you missed the two postseason contests uh, with injury. So let's start there. How... How was your offseason in just getting back to health again? What did you have to do to get yourself feeling 100% for 2020? Um, just eating better, you know, um, watching what I do, especially like in the weight room. Uh, I did a lot of running in previous years. You know, I would run a lot and do a lot of lower body lifts, heavy. And, you know, uh, I, I don't think I matched it up well with uh, the treatment, I would say. Um, you know, taking care of the body, you know, getting the massages that I needed and, you know, getting off my feet at times. You know, I'm a father, so, you know, I do a lot of ripping and running. So this year I just took a lot of consideration and, you know, thanks to COVID, you know, I don't wish COVID on anyone. But, um, you know, it gave me a lot of time to just think and mentally prepare for the game as well as take care of my body. Yeah, I remember in the off season you said that you really wanted to reach out to veterans and get a better understanding of the game. Who did you talk to? What are some of the questions that entering into year three that, that you really wanted to get answered or, or – you know, where was it that you really wanted to pick the brains the most of, of these veterans that you talked to? Just how they think, um, you know, as far as on the field and um, how do they prepare? What do you do to your body? You know, how do you last a full season? And, you know, just really pick their brains of like football related questions. I can't really go into detail, but um, it just taught me, it, they taught me a lot, you know, and I always play like on edge previous years. Uh, I, I was overthinking. I was trying to do too much. Um, you know, instead of just letting the game come to me. So this year, you know, they taught me a lot. So I matured mentally on the field. And, you know, my, um, like I said, my talent speaks for itself. And now two and two is coming together and it's starting to show. It seems like you've come a long way. What, I mean, it was just a few years ago that you made your NFL debut. It was week one at Gillette Stadium against the Patriots. When you look back at your rookie self, I mean, what do you remember about going through that first NFL experience? And what was going through your brain at that time? Just how fast the game, the game is in the NFL, you know, and um, in college is 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 different. Everyone's fast in the NFL. Everyone's smart. Um, so you know, in college you can either you can be fast or you can be smart. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, some talent is going to show out, show up on the field. You kind of have an advantage on the, um, in college. In the NFL, you have to be on your game. You know, have to know certain rules when you're hot, when you're not, you know, and just the competition overall. I love competing. And when everyone's on the same accord and when the offense rolling, it's a beautiful thing. 
Yeah, you line up all over the field. Was Do you think that was the hardest part about adjusting to this offense, um, just getting to know your position and everything that's required of it? Uh, definitely. Um, as a rookie, when I came in, it was kind of like just thrown into the hot fire and, um, you know, seeing what you can do, which I did make some mistakes. But, you know, um, I did I did a decent job for a rookie coming in. And, you know, over the years, uh, just moving me more, uh, you know, learning more positions and just being able to be used as a weapon in um, many ways is um, a big blessing and opportunity. All right. You said you're a father now. So I assume that you had a, you recently had a baby or oh, no, no. My, you're um, about to have another one though, right? Yeah. yeah my, my first daughter, she's three, about to be four and I- newborn to be born next month. Oh, so you're about to be the father of two. It's about to, it's about to double up in the Aikens household, huh? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> how, how is, how is parenthood when you're playing in the NFL? I mean, obviously you played baseball a while back. I don't think that you would have kids when you're playing baseball, but balancing kids and the NFL, I mean, what, what is that like for you? It, it's different. It's a lot of sacrifices. You know, you don't get to spend as much time as you would like to. And, you know, some of the things they want to do, you can't really do because you have to be up early. Or, you know, it just it just balance. But in the end, it balances itself out. You know, off season, you spend a lot of time with it. And, um, you know, just try to do – I just try to be the best father I can be. But I know for right now, while she's young, it's best to, you know, make those sacrifices than, you know, when she's older and she really realizes what's going on. So does your three-year-old know that dad is a tight end for the Texans? Does she see you on the on the TV and, and recognize you? Does she understand <laughs> yeah, that? She does. Yeah. yeah, she does. She gets frustrated when I don't take my helmet off on the field. She wants me to oh. take my helmet off so she can really notice me. But as far as, like, playing for the Texans and all that, she, she doesn't really know all that, I would say. I, she really just focuses on football. She, she knows that father's a football player. I saw recently on your Instagram, you, you posted something and, and the caption said, highly slept on. And I thought that was really interesting. Did, did you feel like people were sleeping on you a little bit? Uh, yeah, I did. It's a lot of, you know, I mean, as far as I go, like I know my talent, I know my goals, where I want to go and doing this game. And um, I just think, I just, well, I thought, you know, I was kind of underappreciated and, you know, in certain categories, but, you know, I just let my talent speak for itself. I'm not a big talker. And, you know, I'm just here to play ball and win games. Your chemistry with Deshaun Watson seems to come a long way, too, just in the, the few years that you guys have been together. You worked a little bit on that in this offseason, too, didn't you? You and Deshaun uh, worked out a little bit. What, you know, what, did, what has gone into really developing that chemistry with Deshaun? Just getting some routes and throws off the field. And, um, you know, just really, uh, you know, just getting that chemistry. Um, it's, it's just not about throwing. It's about, you know, having a connection with the guys well, you know, and um, just being on the same page when knowing what he wants and how you want, um, how he wants you to run the route is very important. So when the game comes, it's just like, you know, just like practice. So how do you feel about the 2020 tight end group? It's changed a little bit since you first got here. Um, some, some guys have come, some have gone, but now this core group that you have with Fells and, you know, the, the rest of the crew, how do you feel about the tight end group? And, and what about for yourself personally? What sort of goals can you share with us that you have for yourself for 2020? Uh, the tight ends are very talented. You know, whether, uh, you know, whoever they bring in, they always, they always, they always bring talent in. So we, I don't really compare myself to them. I just try to help them come along, you know, get them caught up with the playbook, kind of like, you know, how, how fails kind of mentor me. I just try to, you know, do that. And you know, for the for the older guy, I think Farrell, mm-hmm. you know, he uh, he he's pretty. He's a he's a good vet. You know, he's a good ball player, and and everyone everyone knows what they're doing. 
They just, you know, they have to get more in the playbook and they, they have experience basically. So like I say, we, we compete, we make each other better and we all going for one goal. And what about for yourself? Is there anything you can share that you want to get better at in your three? Um, I would say my overall, everything. Um, I want to improve on everything. Uh, blocking, catching, um, yak yards, uh, special teams. I just want to never come off the field. Man, can't wait to see number 88 back on the field on Sunday. That's just such a reassuring sight. And I remember when he was drafted in 2018, having watched him that 2017 year really break out for UCF. I knew that in due time, he was going to be a really good player for this organization. He's getting a little later start than, than some guys. He was 25 when he got here. So now three years later, you know, he's 28. So you, you know, you wonder, okay, if he's a little bit older. Is that, you know, how's that going to work? It really hasn't slowed him down. And I think he's done a really nice job uh, for the Texans. And he gets to areas and can catch the ball in a lot of different areas. The only area where they really haven't thrown it to him, I guess, is just a straight go route. But he runs that seam route so well. You know, against Kansas City, he went down the seam. Kansas City playing cover two. And that was what happened against the Minnesota Vikings. They threw that same seam route. And Harrison Smith just decided that he was going to go helmet to helmet on that one and got tossed out of the game. But... That's a route that Jordan has run really well, and it's a big play opportunity. And it's, I don't want to say it's a, an easy throw. None of these throws are easy throws, but, you know, Deshaun has to try and navigate it with, do I zip it? Do I float it a little bit? Either way, they found a nice connection on that. Hopefully that comes back against the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday as Jordan Akins goes one-on-one with DP Sidhu. All right, we get back. What are the keys to the game? Week five, week nine. Not a whole lot of difference. I mean, there's four weeks, but in three games. So is there a ton of difference in the keys? Uh, a little bit. And they obviously have to start at the biggest and most important position at all, and that's quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Coming up next, our FCCU first glance, keys to the game from yours truly right here on Texans All Access. This is Whitney Merciless, and you're listening to Texans Radio. Don't touch that dial, or else. Ronnie Flatten, CTO and owner of CT Integrations, and this is our story. The business was great, and we were in a growth mode. When the pandemic hit, we had a lot of uncertainty, but with Amogee's support, we were able to get through it. Being able to help somebody come out of a crisis is truly gratifying. Fifteen jobs saved with their families, and that impacts a whole lot of people. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. As a leading global resources company, BHP helps provide the energy fueling economic growth. Here in Houston, this effort is coupled with a commitment to the community. Each year, we donate millions of dollars and thousands of volunteer hours to programs that promote childhood literacy, improve health and well-being, and enhance the quality of life for all Houstonians. The Texans supply the energy on the field. BHP helps supply the energy everywhere else. At Brookside Equipment Sales, equipment's our middle name. You owe it to yourself to visit Brookside Equipment. Brookside is your top dealer for everything John Deere. And we're blowing out the competition with hundreds off gators and thousands off tractors, all with great finance offers. Brookside, 45 years with the best deals and treating customers right. Nine locations and now in Conroe. BrooksideUSA.com. At Brookside Equipment Sales. 
We're tough enough to cut it. Ugh, I have to do laundry when I get home. I have to lug all my clothes over to the washing machine. Then I get to put them in the dryer. And accidentally shrink my cashmere sweater again. <laughs> Motorcycles make everything exciting. And when Geico makes it easy to switch and save on motorcycle insurance, it's even more exciting. I'm gonna fold all my socks into little balls. Yeah! Geico Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Texans fans. If your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard. Because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game... Touchdown! You'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now how's that for some extra points? More Texans Radio is on the way. Looking for a little Vegas-style fun? Whether you're going with a group or getting away for the day, take a short two-hour drive to Golden Nugget Lake Charles for the ultimate casino resort experience. Savor your favorite Landry's restaurants, catch an A-list concert, experience Bayou Beauty on our championship golf course, or simply soak your cares away in our luxury spa. With 1,100 rooms and suites and 1,600 slots, there's no better place to stay and play. Visit goldennugget.com slash lakecharles to book today. Deshaun Watson is having the best statistical run of his career. Leading the league in yards per passing attempt. These are the best numbers I've had over my career. Can the Texans light it up in Jacksonville? And beat the Jags for the sixth time in a row? The Texans. The Jaguars. Sunday with Texans Countdown starting at 9 a.m. Insider Access. Exclusive content. Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. The number three means perfection. To some, it even evokes the divine. Introducing the BMW 3 Series, an icon that lives on like never before. Choose between the advanced and dynamic 330i, the adrenaline-inducing M340i, or the electrified 330e. You decide. The icon of all. The 3. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Take advantage of exceptional offers today. Visit HoustonBMWDealers.com for details. It's Mattress Firm's Black Friday preview sale. Hurry in for savings up to $500 on top-rated brands like Sealy when you get a king bed for the price of a queen or queen for a twin. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 on Sealy. Or save 50% on select mattresses from Sealy and get a Sealy queen mattress for just $249.99. Don't wait. Shop in-store, online, or by phone with a sleep expert for these amazing deals. Only at Mattress Firm. Offer valid with qualifying purchase. Restrictions apply. Valid at participating locations only. Some products only available online. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston. Witness the Big 12 take on the SEC at the 2020 Texas Bowl Thursday, December 31st at NRG Stadium. Don't miss your chance to be a part of a college bowl season unlike any other. Sign up for the wait list at www.thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by Apache Corporation. Nearly 3 billion people worldwide live in energy poverty, meaning they lack access to reliable electricity or clean cooking fuels. The natural gas and oil produced by companies like Apache Corporation help power cleaner electricity, enable access to food, 
education, and healthcare, and connect us to those we love. We are committed to providing the energy the world needs and to elevating families across the globe to higher standards of living. Learn more at ApacheCorp.com. That's ApacheCorp.com. Now here's the show. You're listening to Texans All Access. For the latest stories and videos on your Houston Texans, check out HoustonTexans.com. It's the last segment of the first hour on a Friday night edition of Texans All Access, so you know what that means. It's the first community credit union, first glance, keys to the game by yours truly. Yes, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter, glad to be with you. On this evening, a really beautiful evening. May not be this way in Jacksonville where we're going, but it is tonight. And for us in Houston, and how many ever there are in the greater Houston area, are there not like five, six million now? Maybe more than that. This place has grown so much since I've been here. Got here in 1983, and I always measure it this way. I got here in 1983. We had to drive through Sugarland to get to Richard Rosenberg, and the sign for Sugarland said 9,400 people. That same sign now, I think, says like 120,000. <laughs> it's incredible how it's grown. But either way, it takes me away from the goal here. And the goal is keys to the game. How do you stop this Jaguars offense? How do you attack this Jaguars defense? Well, let's start with the Jaguars offense. And the first key right out of the, right out of the box. This one I didn't even do. But the Jaguars will be starting a new quarterback. Rookie quarterback. Name's Jake Luton. Played at Oregon State. He, he started his career at Idaho. Then he went to Ventura Community College and blew out of the water. He had a season at Ventura where he threw for 40 touchdowns. That caught the eye of the Oregon State coaching staff. Jonathan Smith was new at the time. Went out and got his quarterback. His junior year at Oregon State, not so great. His senior year, 28 touchdowns, three interceptions. Now, that I mean, that's nearly a 9-to-1 touchdown-interception ratio. That is darn good. I mean... Really, really good. When you watch him, because that's really the only tape you have on him is that senior year, really, or his last two years at Oregon State, you see a 6'7 quarterback, 240 pounds, big arm. And wearing number six, he kind of reminded me of Jay Cutler, except Jay's not that tall in stature. Jay was, I think, 6'2", 6'3". This guy's legit 6'6 and 6'7". And the ball comes out of his hand hot. Now, why does that matter? Well, I started thinking about that. Mark and I were talking about it one night on All Access this week. Uh, I think maybe on Texans Monday as well. And the first thing I thought back to was, when was the last time the Texans faced a rookie? And that was Drew Locke. And Drew Locke was probably a little bit better known because he played in the SEC. He played at the Senior Bowl. There's a lot more said and known about him. He's also a second-round pick. So when he came in here, we knew a little bit more about him. But knowing about him and actually playing against him are two different things. And that ball came out of Locke's hands so fast and so quickly. I don't think our DBs were ready for that. The first play of the game, Locke threw a laser to Noah Fant on the sideline. And Jonathan Joseph could not have been in a better position. And I thought he was going to pick it. But because the ball got there in such a hurry, J.J. couldn't make a play on it. Fant turned and ran upfield, and we were in for a long day. Locke and the Broncos ended up scoring 31 points in the first half. Now, that Broncos team was uber-talented. And Locke is too. Well, Luton might be. We have no idea. What I saw at Oregon State, I liked. I thought he was going to be a guy that would get a little bit more attention than he did. 
But I think there was still some mystery. Like, mm, this guy played at three different colleges. His two years at Oregon State, one was not so great. One was really good. How do we kind of balance this thing out? And I think it probably scared some teams away. And then it's just kind of a game of numbers. There are a number of teams in the league that know who their quarterback is going to be. The Chiefs, the Ravens, the Texans, many others. The Browns, many others. They already know who the quarterback is. So they don't want to take a young guy and make him number two. So they just let, a, let quarterbacks pass. Eventually, Jake Luton gets drafted in the sixth round where the Jaguars found Gardner Minshew. Two totally different QBs. Totally different. So, how do you attack this offense? And it might be different. I think it's probably going to be pretty similar to what they've run with Gardner Minshew. They just might emphasize a few different things because Luton does have a bigger arm than Minshew does. Minshew, I always felt against us, had a hard time throwing from a clean pot, from a, a, a pocket, the well that was closing in on him. So, from that perspective, I always thought it was tough for him to kind of see over that and throw over that. Luton will be able to do that. But Luton has, not, has never seen an NFL defense before, other than the Jags in practice, but now he's seeing a different one. And look, the Jaguars, or excuse me, the Texas defense has not been great. We know that. However, he's seeing it for the first time. So, let's get to our keys. Number one, we all know the KISS philosophy, right? Keep it simple, stupid. I'm calling this the KITS philosophy. Keep it twisted and smart. And what I mean by that, dealing with Luton, Luton, I keep saying Luton, Luton is keep changing what he sees. Don't show him the same thing. Look, there's 60, uh, roughly 60 to 65 plays in the game. You can't show him a different coverage. There are not 60 different coverages. So you can't show him something different on every single play. But the amount of time that you can show him one thing and play a different thing, the way that you put uh, things together, the combinations and permutations that Anthony Weaver can throw at him and show him some wild stuff. Show him some twisted stuff, but make sure it's sound and smart. And that could frustrate Luton. That's what you're looking for. Keep it twisted and smart. So you might show nine guys at the line of scrimmage, eight guys at the line of scrimmage, and you may only rush two of them or three of them. Drop everybody else in coverage. He thinks he's got a hot available, and you pick it off. Keep it twisted, yet smart. The kits philosophy, not kiss philosophy. All right, key number two, nothing for J-Rob. J-Rob is James Robinson. Now, he had a couple of moments in the game against the Texans in week five, but overall, I felt like the Texans did a decent job of slowing him down for a full 60 minutes to a point where on fourth and one, Jay Gruden went to a wildcat James Robinson pass instead of a James Robinson run in game one. Now, he's not quite Clyde Edward Dillard. We know that. But he is very difficult to tackle. And L.A. Chargers found that out two weeks ago in the Jaguars' last game. He has been Jacksonville's best offensive weapon this year. He's not alone, but he has been the best weapon. Tackle him, slow him down, and the tackling has to be on point. We'll get to that in just a second. In fact, we'll get to it right now. Key number three. Set the edge in the run game, pure and simple. Oh, and tackle. Football comes down to the basics. You sit with a coach and you watch a game. As you're watching that game, more often than not, the coach will point out, man, we're not lined up right here. We didn't set the edge. We didn't make a tackle here. 
the things that coaches point out are the things that coaches have been pointing out for players from their Pop Warner days, from their junior high days, from high school days. I mean, I would sit and watch a film, and I would say, hey, why are we not setting the edge here? It's the same question that follows guys up to the NFL. It's just there's obviously much more talent when you get to the NFL. Set the edge and tackle. Set the edge hard. Turn Robinson back inside to where all the help is. Don't let him hit that thing downhill, outside. You are dead if he does that. Set the edge. Now, that becomes a little bit more complicated because there is no Brent, there is no Whitney Merciless, there is no Jacob Martin. Now, Jacob does it a little differently because he is not as big. He a lot of times just creates confusion and disruption by messing up blocking schemes, wrong arm in a guy, meaning use your outside arm to go underneath the guy that's trying to block you to force the runner to have to kind of bounce around that, and that'll give time for inside linebackers and safeties to get there. So if there is one thing that Brennan Scarlett and John Grenard have to do this weekend, because my guess is they're going to see the majority of the snaps in base defense, they're going to have to set the edge. Now, that could also mean that Charles Amenahu and J.J. Watt jump out there because they've played defensive end before in different packages, especially when you give a four-man line and you keep Dunny and Ross or Dunny and P.J. Hall inside and you move Watt and Amenahu on the outside. If they're outside, same thing. they got to set a good edge, turn it back inside to their help, and shut down this running game. Number four, keep Chark in front. Every time that we play the Jacksonville Jaguars, you can book it. I will put a key that will, that will be keep Chark in front. Texans did a whale of a job keeping him in check. The last time the Texans were on the field, though, they did not keep Devonta Adams in check in large part because Bradley Roby was not on the field. Roby should be back in this one. He is listed on the injury report as a full participant today. He's going to be back, and the Texans absolutely need him. With Roby, some of the other things start falling in place. Without Roby, things are kind of all jacked up. And we saw that happening as Devontae Adams and the Green Bay Packers. But mainly with DJ Chark, he's a guy that can take the top off the defense at any point. And for the most part, minus the Green Bay game, the Texans have done a decent job of keeping the ball in front. Deep balls haven't been a big issue. But Bradley Roby has been a big issue or a big factor in that, keeping the ball in front. So, keep Chark in front. Luton's got a cannon. They're going to throw it deep, I promise you. I promise you they'll hell off and throw one deep and let him go get it. Number five is just flat-out Visca. Visca's LaVisca Chenault. He had seven catches for 78 yards in the game against us in week five. And I, ever from the, from the time he was drafted, I was worried about what he was going to do offensively, if he could stay healthy. He couldn't stay healthy at Colorado, but when he was on the field, my goodness. He was arguably the best player in the field every time he went on the field. But he was banged up a lot. Well, he stayed healthy, and that's been a big deal for the Jags. Now, they've run him in every game other than ours. He did not have one run in our game. He's had one run at least in every other game. Now, the last couple weeks, he hasn't done much with them. My feeling is they're going to try and get him involved. He's a guy they're going to have to rely on a lot into the future. That's how you can slow this Jaguars offense down. Now, going against the Jaguar defense this week. Going to look a little different up front. Josh Allen should be back. Devon Hamilton steps in. I would imagine that nose tackle. Miles Jack is back. And the rookie, 
future lockdown corner C.J. Henderson is also back. So they are uh, probably a little bit better suited defensively than they were in week five. So how do you attack and win against this Jaguars defense? Number one, you got to protect against number 41. And I'm not talking about the 41st president, which would be uh, older Bush. Can't remember. I don't know. I don't know my history. Well, I can't do the math that fast. 45 was Trump. 44 was Obama. 43 was Bush. 42 was Clinton. So 41 was, yeah, George Bush. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. I'm not talking about George Bush. I'm talking about Josh Allen. Totally different. 41 is his number on the field. And he is the best pass rusher the Texans will have seen. I don't want to say all year long because there have been some good ones, but he is really good off the edge. Now, the Texans can counter with Titus Howard and with Laramie Tunsil on the edge, and they don't always need help. So Josh Allen is going to have a challenge in and of itself, but he can create problems. One of the ways I think he creates problems is looping inside, and now he gets matched up on a guard, and he is as strong and quicker than most guards. So keep an eye on 41, but we've got to level that action out, make sure that the tackles are one-on-one clean, keep him out of the pocket, keep him out of Deshaun Watson's face. Number two, and I say this a lot, use up tempo. Let's fly. Let's use like NASCAR fast too. Let's go. Let's do it fast and let's go. Now, the opposition to that is, well, if you're going that fast, then you're going to get tired. The defense is going to be out there for a while if you're not getting first downs. But if you can find kind of a rhythm using up tempo, I think it's very difficult to stop this offense if that's the case. Number three, control the interior. If there's been one thing that I probably have been most frustrated with the offense, it's really kind of controlling the middle of the field. And that's with very, I mean, they look, they've played a lot of good interior players. Chris Jones, the Chiefs, Brandon Williams for the Ravens. They've played some really good interior players. Now, the Jags are down a few interior players, and I do think that you can start to control them. But Devon Hamilton's a rookie. I saw at the Senior Bowl, and he is really difficult to move. But the Texans have got to control the interior. They've got to find some way to open lanes for David and Duke Johnson in the run game. Number four, let four drive. Run the entire offense through Deshaun Watson. Let him change plays. Allow him to pick and choose his spots when to go fast. Let him erupt. And number five, pounce. I mean, seriously, what is there to lose at this point? You wanted six. Just go after it. Just attack it. Walk on the field with a confidence that you've never, you know, people haven't seen before. And then go get it. Don't sit back and go, well, you know, they're giving us this. And they're giving us-. No, you go take it. You want a deep ball? I want to take it. I want to hit that ball to Fuller. Take it. Go take. Pounce on them early and put all the pressure on that rookie quarterback and see how he responds. And maybe he does. Maybe he ends up being a, a you know, gunslinging match. I don't think it's going to be. Pounce on them fast, the pressure on Luton, and you got an opportunity to go win this game. All right, we got one hour down. We got one hour to go. In the next segment, we will have a little Texans audio jukebox. Brent Scarlett, Charles Amenahu, and Titus Howard all met with the media today. Let's hear from all of them next right here on Texans All Access. Oh. 
This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. Okay, so maybe we're new to home improvement. But we're determined. So when it came to finding the perfect floor at the perfect price, our contractor gave us an insider tip. And whoa! At Floor & Decor, we shop the same incredible selection as real-life designers and contractors. And I appreciated the budget-friendly prices. Now, thanks to Floor & Decor, we're unstoppable. Oh yeah, we found where the pros go. Explore Floor & Decor in person or online at floorandecor.com. Texans fans. If your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game... You'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! How's that for some extra points? Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. At CDW, we get that an unsecured laptop can put your company's data at risk, making you a little paranoid. I'm not paranoid. You're paranoid. CDW can implement a secure mobility solution using the HP EliteBook with Intel 8th Generation Processors and SureView Privacy to protect your screen from prying eyes. Did you follow me here? IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash hpsecurity. What was that? Hey, Texans fans, you are lucky dogs because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best-tasting small-batch pecan-smoked hot dog only available at NRG Stadium. That's right. Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan-smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Home's. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. Yeah! We're here in Energy Stadium with our favorite people in Houston, our one and only Texans fans. So what are you guys cheering about? We're celebrating Dyke and opening the country's third largest manufacturing plant right here in Houston. Yeah, baby! That's over 5,000 employees already and still growing. Wow, those are some winning Dyken stats for Houston. Sounds like they're one of our biggest fans. On three, two, one, Dyken! Air intelligence! Lots more to break down. He's in! Touchdown, Houston! Next on Texans Radio. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston. Witness the Big 12 take on the SEC at the 2020 Texas Bowl, Thursday, December 31st at NRG Stadium. Don't miss your chance to be a part of a college bowl season unlike any other. Sign up for the wait list at www.thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. Behind every incredible play are thousands of data points you might otherwise miss. 
such as player speed, field location, and movement patterns. The NFL uses AWS to process this large and complex data in real time. It's called NextGen Stats, and with AWS machine learning and artificial intelligence technology, the NFL has developed ways to uncover deeper insights and expand the fan experience by offering a broader range of advanced stats and visualizations. Visit nextgenstats.nfl.com for all things stats. NextGen Stats, powered by AWS. To a child, time spent outside is never a waste. Play is a job and a serious one at that. And each day is a new opportunity for adventure. At Texas Children's Hospital, we're all about happy, healthy kids. And as the official children's hospital of the Houston Texans and local sponsor of Play 60, we join our hometown team in hoping that in your house, play never goes out of style. Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live bingo and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Gear up with HEB curbside and delivery. From chips and dips to Prime One sliders and other game day must-haves, our personal shoppers will do the shopping for you so you can score all the delicious game day goodies you need without sidelining your schedule. To start shopping, go to HEB.com and choose if you want to pick up curbside at a nearby store or get it delivered straight to your door. It's that easy. HEB. No store does more to save you time. Houston Texans Lux is the only membership that gives you unprecedented access to Texans events and connections to the top business professionals in Houston. If suites become available for the 2020 season, be the first to know and sign up for the waitlist at HoustonTexans.com slash suites. In this uncertain environment, you can count on Houston Texans Lux to work for you. Contact us today for more information on Lux memberships. Visit HoustonTexans.com slash suites or call 832-667-2299. Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by Daikin. Hey, Texans fans, get a home field advantage this summer with Daikin Air Intelligence Tips you can use to beat the heat in your home. Learn how to lower your energy costs, reclaim your outdoor space, and breathe easier by improving your indoor air quality. It's all part of Daikin's Air Intelligence, and you can learn all about it by visiting DaikinLovesHouston.com. As one of Houston's largest employers, Daikin is doing big things for your fellow Texans. Check out their outstanding limited warranties and financing options at your local dealer today. Now back to the show. Here's the snap. Looking. Flips the ball. Diving for the pylon. And he's got it. Razzle dazzle. Touchdown, Houston. And the Texans go in front. Game day is every day. We had a lot of energy, and we brought a lot of spark for this organization. The best is yet to come. Five nights a week, the hits keep on coming. Ball is out. The Texans say they have it, and they do! Now, it's Texans All Access. We got one hour to books. We got one hour left to go. We'll have our predictions straight up and against the spread for every NFL game. We also will shut it down with Drew's final word this week with Darren Fells. But 
kick off the second hour. It's time for a little Texans audio jukebox on this Friday edition of Texans All Access. I am your host and DJ. Uh, that's me scratching, and uh, I can't really do that, but I tried. I'm John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter. I'll just talk football. I can do that. I can't uh, scratch or you know beatbox or anything like that, but uh, I'm going to try one day, and that would be fun if I could do that, but it's not because I can't. So either way, let's get to our Texans Audio Jukebox from today, and right off the bat, Brennan Scarlett stepped to the microphone, and... He talked about how Friday was a little bit different. This whole week's been a little bit different. And it's coming off a of bye week, so you have a practice on Monday. And then you go into what's normal, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but it really wasn't normal because of COVID. Here's Brennan talking about how things changed for today at practice, given what happened given what happened prior to with the COVID designation. Unfortunately, we couldn't come in yesterday, uh, especially with that being our, our pattern today but you know we we carried on today business as usual uh covered you know the bases that we were supposed to cover yesterday uh, third down and, and uh got our red zone stuff in so you know we'll uh we'll just keep looking forward and uh and get ready for sunday this is the first time it's happened to the texans this year but it's not a unique situation in the nfl this year there's no question about it we see we saw tennessee titans i think practice one time in all of two weeks and then take on the bills and the texans and win both those games so uh, you know, I think Brennan hit right on it. There's no excuses. You just got to move things around and got to go play on Sunday. Now, with two outside linebackers, actually one testing positive, one out because of contact tracing, having two outside linebackers out, it changes maybe a little bit of the mentality of the game. Here's Brennan talking about how that mentality changes for him. Yeah, man, uh, the group's a little thin right now. We got, uh, you know, a uh, a couple of our soldiers went down to that uh, that virus, man. But uh, we'll be all right, you know. Me, myself, and, and JG, you know, we'll uh, we'll uh, do what we can, uh, and and that's what we're looking to do is uh, is fill the role, um, you know, the, to the best of our abilities, make some plays out there, and uh, you know, let the chips fall as they may. Of course, COVID has hit millions of people around the world but when it hits people close to you it's a little bit disconcerting and Brennan was asked about that in his room there was somebody tested positive for COVID how disconcerting was that I mean yeah I'm just like hoping those guys are all right you know what I mean like those are my brothers so I know Jake tested positive I hope that you know he's uh he recovers well from the virus and uh Whitney and Dylan had uh, close contacts. So I hope that they don't catch it. Um, you know, obviously that increases the the, the load for, um, you know, the other guys in the room. Um, but first and foremost was concerned with their health. Concern is probably the word used the most as it relates to COVID-19. And Brendan was asked, how concerned was he that maybe he had COVID-19, given the fact that guys – in the room had tested positive. You know, it's always a possibility, Mark, but, you know, I'm really conscious of my and my, uh, my mask wearing. So, you know, I, I'm doing all that I can do to make sure that that thing doesn't get a hold of me. And Brennan brought up the things you're supposed to do. Wash your hands, hand sanitizer, wearing your mask. But it's still a pretty scary proposition, no? 
You know, we you look around the league, teams have, have had had this happen, and you know, obviously, as the cold weather uh, is upon us, I think that there is probably going to be more cases around the league, and you know, still commend our guys, um, you know, fighting this thing as long as as we have to this point and being disciplined um, about everything. And, you know, that's, that's all we can continue to do. And, you know, if, if cases pop up, we got to just, you know, roll with the punches and, and continue to be cautious. Cautious is a great word, but on the field can't play that way. And Brent Scarlett and the rookie Jonathan Grenard are going to be put to the test because there are two of them. That's it. Two outside linebackers. And they're going to get a lot of snaps. And obviously, Brendan was asked his impression of the rookie, Jonathan Grenard. Yeah, I think uh, I think JG has a has a bright future in this league. Uh, he, he practices hard. Uh, he's a smart player. Uh, you know, he listens in meetings. Um, and he's physical and he's strong. So I think he has all the the tangibles and the intangibles uh, to be a, a great great player in this league. And you know, it's been it's been good to watch him grow and. Um, and looking forward to continuing to watch him grow over the season. Now everybody on the defensive side of the ball is going to have to pick up some slack, no matter where you line up. And I mentioned earlier in the show that there might be some more suited interior guys have to bounce out. And the Texans have a couple of them in J.J. Watt and our next Texans audio jukebox uh, attendee, Charles Amena, who we, see, we saw Charles last year's rookie. He would bounce back and forth, sometimes outside, sometimes inside. So he bounces around a little bit. Um, and he'll have to do that, I would think, on Sunday. Now, he was asked, of course, everybody's dealing with COVID. Uh, how do you deal with it? Uh, yeah, it's definitely concerning. You know, uh, the severity and seriousness of this disease uh, is always a big thing and kind of uh, let me check myself, make sure I'm doing the right things, kind of do it whenever a teammate gets it. But, uh, you know, they're in our prayers, so um, we're full confident they come back and be straight. So that's what we're kind of we're hoping for. Now, it happens every single week in the NFL, in college, in high school. It happens everywhere. You have a set number of starters. Invariably, somebody is going to be out. Sprained ankle, turf toe, bad back, whatever it is. COVID-19 is just another, in the football world, it's just another injury. Ankle, back, COVID. Either way, there are going to be guys out. And there's no doubt the next man mentality has to be in place. And Charles talked about that next man mentality. Yeah, it's a next man up kind of mentality. So um, it's NFL. It's the guy have depth, good players everywhere. So, um those guys are going to step up and play. You know, it can't be a, uh, a drop-off or missing a beep at all. Now, there's one thing that defensive linemen, defensive uh, uh, edge players love to see. It is a rookie quarterback. Because, in all honesty, there becomes really one mantra against that rookie quarterback. And Charles hit right on it. Hit him as many times as possible and make him feel uncomfortable and keep hitting him and sack him and just um, he don't need to have a good day. That's basically what you need to do. Now heading into the bye, we talked to a number of the coaches and asked them what they were going to do on the bye. And 
every single one of them used two words, self-scout. Well, the players had some time for that and reflect on what they've done, things they've liked, things they haven't liked. And Charles was asked, what are some of the things that you like about what you've done in the first half? And what are some of the things that you think you need to improve in the second half? I ain't like really anything, to be honest. So um, uh, I think just I do a lot of self kind of um, reflection and things like that. Uh, I think from camp, I started off well, uh, started my first game. And then I think from there, I don't know where the drop off came off from. Um, had two sacks in the first three games, but other than that, just really haven't been what I expected to be. I feel like Green Bay was a little better and then took this the bye week to really, 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 really self-reflect and uh, kind of figure out how I can get back to how when I was feeling good. Uh, right now, I don't feel too good. So uh, these last nine games, hopefully, will, you know what I'm saying, write a better script. And, of course, knowing that there are some things that need improvement, what's the one area that you need to work on the most. And Charles was asked that and responded as such. I think it's more so just extension and just getting off the rock, playing to my strengths, um, not trying to fit uh, a circle and a square kind of deal. Uh, when I know what is effective for me, don't get out of it and just execute that at a high level. All right, great stuff there from future Sports Talk Radio host Charles Amenahu. Yeah, it's for, for his internship, When he was in college, he interned at one of the local Austin radio stations. Did a great job with a few guys that I know pretty well there that I jump on with uh, Chad Hastings. He was there in the afternoon. I think he's in the midday now. Uh, So Charles did an internship with uh, Chad while he was there. And always kind of Chad always wants to say, hey, how's Charles doing? So he's done well. He's his second year and he's making an impact on this team. That's all you could ask for. Now, another second-year guy on this team that is really starting to blossom, and that's a right tackle. It is Titus Howard, and he was asked, how are you dealing with the COVID? Uh, man, man, we, we, as a team, you know, I thought we'd be doing a great job of keeping COVID out of the building. Uh, you know, we got a, a great support staff with uh, people working upstairs, and, I mean, I guess it's just it's just a crazy year, and uh, whatever you, you can do whatever you got to do to keep it out of the building, but I think they did a good job of controlling it and uh, keeping not too many people from getting it, like, no, so I think that's a positive we got to take out of it and just keep moving forward. I mean, what all? What more can you do? Just try and get guys that are sick better and get everybody back together and go to battle on Sundays. That's really kind of the key. Now, Titus coming off an injury kind of felt like there was a turning point. And when asked today about that, he said, well, this was the turning point. I think probably the turning point was like after like week two, I started feeling better, uh, getting better every week. Uh, just, oh, well, and it, it really wasn't even my body. It was just getting back up to speed of playing football uh, at a high level. So I feel like after, you know, like week two, I started feeling better. I started playing better. And this is only up from here. Now, with second-year players, we always talk about this, that first year to second year, that leap that we'd like to see players take. And Titus is obviously doing that. And he was asked, What's the biggest source of pride for you, Titus Howard, in your second year that maybe wasn't quite there in your first year? Just knowing that my team can depend depend on me. Um, I do the same, try to do the same thing each and every game. Uh, you know, protect Deshaun. Uh, my goal is to give up no sex, uh, no pressures every game. 
and I gave a good little bit of pressure the first couple of games. And my goal each week is to, you know, get better. And I feel like I've been doing that. Now, in game three, it really got rough for Titus because he had to face one of the best edge players in the entire league. And that is a guy that we know very well, T.J. Watt. It was sort of kind of a turning point for Titus as well. Here's what he had to say about facing the future defensive MVP up in Pittsburgh. Yeah, TJ is a great player. Um, and, you know, it's always uh, come to his ability, you know, to go against good guys. I know you did a pretty good job against them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like I said, I, I attack each week the same. I, t- I treat every player the same, no matter who they are. It's all about what I can do and me being tuned into my technique. If I can consistently play the way I need to play, it doesn't matter who I go against. Uh, but to TJ, he's a great player, man. And after that game, I, I went out of that game like, if I can block him, I can block, you know, just about anybody in the NFL right now. Now, coming off an injury for the first year, it's kind of tough. Then you're dealing with COVID. Man, this offseason was rough, but Titus got himself ready to go. But he was asked how tough and weird was this offseason, especially coming off the injury that you had in year one. Yeah, uh, it was was tough, man, uh, because, you know, being an old lineman, you know, you you, got to eat, you know. (laughs) So I think the biggest thing was – was controlling my weight, uh, coming off an injury, um, not putting too much weight on my injured knee, uh, you know, just controlling my diet, but then trying to work out the ways I can work out because so I could lift out a lot of upper body. So I would get get up extra, uh, get extra workouts with my upper body and stuff like that until I got my knee healthy enough to start doing lower body lifts. And, uh, you know, just staying in my playbook because we didn't have OTAs. So OTAs give you a time to tune up, get ready for the, uh, the season and stuff like that. So I just tried to do everything I could do so I can, when I get to that point when I was able to get cleared and play, I'd be ready. One of the biggest beneficiaries of the Laramie Tunsil trade is Deshaun Watson. I mean, duh, he's a quarterback. But the other beneficiary, or one of the other beneficiaries, is Titus Howard. You bring in a veteran, knows the tricks of the trade, having played three years at left tackle for the Miami Dolphins before he got here. Titus was asked about the impact that Laramie has on him. He basically just, just give me tips, you know, to help me out throughout the game. He helped me with my technique. Uh, we stay out to practice, uh, work on my sets. Um, just he just he just helped me out in every aspect of the game, so that he I can perform at a high level, and it only makes the team better. So he's just looking out for the team and looking out for my best interest. But uh, like I said, I, I've watched him play even when he first got here. I knew him before he came. I liked the way he played, and then by him coming here, it was gave me a chance, you know, learn from. An older guy who having a lot of success in the league, and I'm looking to have the same success. But I'll tell you what, if Titus Howard starts to have that same success as Laramie Tunsil, look out. Now, this was my favorite part of Titus's press conference. He was asked by Aaron Reese of The Athletic, who I think is exceptional at what he does, about the fact that holding calls are down across the NFL, pretty much across the board. Aaron asked Titus, do you kind of take that into account? I'd love his answer. Uh, not really, because I really don't even – I attack it like it's not holding until they call it. So, yeah. I mean, as an offensive <laughs> line, you're going to hold. Right. Uh, so, I'm going to hold, and if they don't call it, it wasn't a hold. So, <laughs> I'm just going to continue to be aggressive every play, and uh, that's just how my game is. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to keep on doing it. It's not holding till they call it. Probably my favorite quote of the entire day, maybe of the month right there from Titus Howard. 
Another version of if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's a little strong. But I always I think it's a great question from Aaron because I do think if you know that they're being a little bit more lax about holding, do you do you do some things maybe you wouldn't normally do because you can get away with it? I think it's a pretty interesting question there. And as Titus said, I think he probably does know that they're not calling holding as much. So hopefully that stays the case. All right, we get back. We've got a full slate of NFL games on Sunday. I got to predict them straight up and against the spread. That's next on Texans All Access. Touchdown! Texans Radio continues in a moment. I'm a Verizon engineer, and today we're turning on 5G across the country, including right here in Houston, with the coverage of 5G nationwide and in more and more cities, the unprecedented performance of ultra-wideband. It will change your phone and how businesses do everything. I'm proud because we didn't build it the easy way. We built it right. This is the 5G America's been waiting for. Only from Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities. October's Houston Texans Star of Courage Award presented by Apache will be presented to EMS Jaime Larea. Larea has been an EMS for approximately six years throughout the Houston area. Recently, Larea enlisted in the Texas Army National Guard as a 68W Army medic. He's now working full-time as an Army medic and is deploying overseas this month. The Houston Texans and Apache would like to congratulate him for being our October Star of Courage Award winner. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? Love getting prices that are lower than low on backyard favorites like grill-ready hamburgers and fresh-picked strawberries? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, plus rewards like fuel points, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, Texans fans, you are lucky dogs because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best-tasting small-batch pecan-smoked hot dog only available at NRG Stadium. That's right, Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan-smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Home's. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. More Texans Radio is on the way. The tradition of postseason college football continues deep in the heart of Houston. Witness the Big 12 take on the SEC at the 2020 Texas Bowl Thursday, December 31st at NRG Stadium. Don't miss your chance to be a part of a college bowl season unlike any other. Sign up for the wait list at www.thetexasbowl.com to get exclusive pre-sale access, the latest event updates, ticket deals, and more. 
Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Sometimes in business, the unexpected comes calling. But even in, I'm going to say it, unprecedented times. Don't bounce back. Bounce forward with Comcast Business. Bounce forward fast with internet speeds up to a gig. With the flexibility to update your bandwidth in just a few clicks. And with security solutions that help keep your connected devices protected. Be fast. Be flexible. Be ready for what's next next. And bounce forward. Help your business to bounce forward with this amazing offer. Get a great price on a powerful and reliable internet solution from Comcast Business. Starting at $64.90 a month for 24 months with a two-year agreement. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to ComcastBusiness.com today to find out more. Restrict supply. Limited to new Comcast Business 25 megabits per second internet and one voice mobility customers. Early termination fee applies. Equipment, installation, taxes, and fees extra. Subject to change. One and six isn't sitting well with JJ. If you aren't angry or upset or frustrated about it, that's when something's really wrong. And who better to take out that aggression on than the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars? Where we are isn't acceptable and shouldn't be acceptable. Texans at Jags Sunday at noon. Insider access, exclusive content, Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Play here. It's like Netflix, but free. Go to HoustonTexans.com and click listen for every episode of our Texans radio shows. Oh, baby, we've gotten to my favorite part of the week right here. My opportunity to put it all on the table. All the cards open in front of you. I just lay it all out. It's time for predictions. NFL games all weekend long. I will predict them. All right, not really all weekend. They don't play on Saturday, but they will. Come December, they will, but not until then. So on Sunday and Monday, it's time. So I love getting an opportunity to discuss and predict because I you know, I just got to put myself out there. And look, this isn't really meant for you to make a ton of money. Um, it really is just meant to have some fun talking about the game. That's kind of my disclaimer. But... You know, take it for what it's worth. And if you're wondering, man, you're just turning on me. Who is it? It's John Harris, football analyst and silent reporter for your Houston Texans, ready to pick the games. So here we go. Oh, boy. Wait, hold on. Uh, Maestro, my music, please. All right, there we go. Now, there are a few teams on a bye this week. So we're cut down with the number of games. No COVID cancellations as of yet. There's even some talk about maybe if something happened here in Houston over the next day, uh, maybe it, we would be involved in that. But as of right now, all games are on, as far as we know. Either way, I'm going to predict them. Now, I never predict predict the Texans game. I can't go against heart in my head. The Texans are a seven-point favorite going to Jacksonville. Vegas has been really weird this year. And that's kind of a weird one. A 1-16. One I know there are two 1-16s. But a 1-6 team is a 7-point favorite over the other one. 
Now, some of that is because of Jake Luton being a rookie, etc. And the fact that the Texans have not probably played at a high level like they have the last few years, winning 11 games last uh, two years ago, 10 games last year, winning playoff game last year, etc. So, yeah, that makes sense. But I hope the Texans will go there and just play their guts out, get a win, come on home. That's kind of the way it should be. So, let's get to the rest of the weekend. And it starts in the ATL, where the Broncos are taking on the Falcons. The Broncos came from behind in a win that a lot of times can really be a galvanizing moment for a team. And that might actually be the case for the Denver Broncos. They got to three and four last week where they come from behind victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. But now they got to go on the road and take on a Falcons team that is, I don't want to say hot, but they're playing better. They should be three and zero under Raheem Morris. If Raheem Morris had just taken a knee twice, kicked a field goal, they beat the Lions 17-16, they're three under Raheem Morris. But that wasn't the case. However, the Falcons did win last week. They are 2-6, and six, and they are a four-point favorite at home against the Broncos. I feel like I should maybe go with the Broncos because before the year, the Broncos were the Broncos and Chargers were two teams I thought were going to step up. I thought the AFC West was going to be just a knockdown, drag-out fight all year long. But it hasn't quite turned out that way because the Raiders are too inconsistent and the Broncos didn't get off to a great start because of a lot of injuries. But I feel like the Broncos were that team I was higher on even than the Falcons. But the Falcons playing at home, 2-1 and one under Raheem Morris. I think they go to 3-1 and one under Raheem Morris and 3-6 and six on the year with a win and a cover against the Denver Broncos. I do think Drew Locke will put up some numbers, but I think Matt Ryan will put up more. I think Julio is in some kind of groove. I'm going with the Falcons knock off the Broncos by more than four so Falcons to win and to cover this game is going to be fantastic Seattle Seahawks coming off a win last week flying all the way back across country to take on the Buffalo Bills this is a nine o'clock a.m. body clock game for the Seattle Seahawks those are always tough yet The Seahawks have already done it once this year, and I think they have an opportunity to do it again. Seattle's favored by three. I don't like that at all. In fact, if that's the case, I'm going with the Bills in an upset. Straight up. Bills are winning this game straight up. So I'll take those three thank you, even if Seattle wins. But I think Buffalo's going to win straight up at home against the Seattle Seahawks. If that's the case... The Bills would move to 7-2 in the AFC East and nearly be running away with it if the Dolphins were to lose. And they've got a tough game this weekend, so we'll get to that in a little bit. But Bills win, move to 7-2 in a little bit of an upset as Seattle is favored in that one. The Bears take on the Titans in Nashville. The Bears are 5-3. Lost one last week to the New Orleans Saints that... There were times I watched that game and felt like, God, there's no way they should lose this. Then there were other times where I was like, they can't win this. They're not as good as the Saints. And that ended up being the case. The Saints came out of there with an overtime victory over the Bears. Nick Foles, not playing exceptionally well, but he's got some players making some plays. Darnell Mooney, the freshman, freshman, the rookie wide receiver from Tulane, 
has been making a ton of plays. Allen Robinson made a great touchdown catch last week, but it wasn't enough. And they take on the Titans. I'm going with a massive upset. Well, I don't know if it's massive. Tennessee's fair by six and a half. I'm going with the Bears to win on the road. The Titans have been struggling. Since that bye week that they had came out of it with the COVID, they won two games in a row. They beat the Bills soundly. They should have lost to us. They didn't. But they did lose to the Steelers, and then they got trounced last week against Cincinnati. That, combined with Jonathan Joseph being released, Jadeveon Clowney dealing with the knee issue, questions about the offense not producing in the red zone. You know what? I'm going with the Bears on the road. Come on, Chicago. Help us out a little bit. Beat the Titans. Tennessee's favored by 6.5. I'll at least take the 6.5. But I think the Bears are going to win that thing outright. Man, I got two upsets already. All right, this game. Oh, boy. Here we go. The Ravens taking on the Colts in Indianapolis. Now, even though the Ravens seemingly beat up on the Texans and won that game by a couple touchdowns, if the Texans don't gift wrap a fumble and a touchdown for them early in that game, maybe it turns out differently. I think the Texans are probably a little bit better now than they were in week two. Either way, the Ravens are not quite the team they were last year they moved the ball down the field against the Steelers but turnovers and key mistakes by Lamar Jackson were killers this Colts defense not in the same vein as the Steelers but still very very good can make life miserable for Lamar Jackson again however I think Lamar pulls it out I think the Ravens get a close this seems like a 20 to 17 kind of game but it's even. It's a toss-up. That means I'm going with the Ravens to win. Don't have to worry about the cover because it's even pick them. I'm taking Ravens to win and therefore cover. Panthers taking on the Chiefs. Panthers took one on the chin Thursday night against the Falcons. Lost that game 25-17. to Chiefs are hot. Then again, they just beat the Jets. That's really all they did last week. The Chiefs are a 10.5 point favorite at home. Man, this schedule for the Chiefs has been whoo-wee. They are 7-1. The only loss they have to the Oakland Raiders. Oakland Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders a a few weeks ago. I think the Chiefs win this, win this handily. They'll win this thing like 35-21. That gets you a cover, the 10.5, and and the Chiefs move to 8-1 and and the second seed in the AFC because the Steelers are 7-0. We'll get to them in a little bit. All right, Lions taking on the Vikings in Minnesota. Dalvin Cook went off last week. For all this talk about MVP this and MVP that and all these quarterbacks, the Vikings without Dalvin Cook, awful. The Vikings with Dalvin Cook can beat anybody in the league. He is that important to that team. He scored all four touchdowns last week against the Packers in a huge upset win, 28-22. I think he does it again. They beat the Lions. The Lions are 3-4. and four. But the Vikings will get that win, and they'll cover that five points. The Vikings are favored by five at home. I'm taking the Vikings to win and to cover and to move to three and five. All right. Oh, boy. One of the last noon kick games, Giants-Washington football team. I have no idea what to think about these teams. The Giants were a two-point conversion away from taking the Buccaneers to overtime. The Washington football team, two and five. I, 
yet favored by two and a half at home. You know what? I'm going with the Washington football team. I think the WFT has the better front seven, the definitely the better front four. They'll make life miserable for Daniel Jones. The Giants did get a decent performance offensively the other night, but just couldn't capitalize when they needed to. I think that affects them on on uh, Sunday. A little short week for them. I think it's going to be tough. Let's go Washington to win and cover that two and a half. And the over-under on this one, I don't know if I can get that really quick, but the over-under on this one is um, 43. I think I would take the under. Good Lord. Take the under on that. I don't think, any, I don't think there's any way these two teams are going to combine for 43 points. Take the under. Uh, but Washington to win and to cover. All right, let's move to our afternoon games and start with the artist formerly known as the Oakland Raiders, now the Las Vegas Raiders, going to L.A. Another one this week. I haven't seen this, this this much all year. Another even game. Las Vegas Raiders, Derek Carr taking on the L.A. Chargers and rookie quarterback Justin Herbert. The Chargers are actually, with Herbert in, very, very fun to watch. I love watching him play. He has been fantastic this year. A lot of people have said, oh, that's not the Justin Herbert I saw at Oregon. Uh, well, is the guy that I saw at the Senior Bowl. They really sort of unleashed him at the Senior Bowl, and now you're seeing what that means for the Chargers. I think playing, though, the Raiders you know, had some offensive line issues due to COVID. They got hit with another fine. The Raiders always strike me with John Gruden, the type of team, they're looking for a chip to put on their shoulder. I think that sort of COVID thing, the league's against us kind of attitude they've always had, I think that works for the Raiders this week. I think they go to SoFi, and I think they get that win against the L.A. Chargers. So in an even game, I'll go with the Raiders. I think kind of up and down, this feels like a game where they got to swing back up. I think the Raiders get to win second week in a row on the, on the road, but it's not a long trip. Last week it was to Cleveland. They took care of business against Cleveland and held Baker Mayfield in check. I think the Raiders will do it again to Herbert. They'll slow him down a little bit, but it'll be just enough for the Raiders to get a win and move to five and three. All right, this game, had it been in the late 70s, every eye in America would want to see it. Pittsburgh going to Dallas. Steelers are 7-0. The Cowboys are starting Ben DiNucci again. This is definitely not Bradshaw v. Staubach. That's for sure. And it's not even Neil O'Donnell versus Troy Aikman. It's so bad right now in Dallas that Pittsburgh's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm tempted to lay the points, but I won't. But Steelers will go in and win this game. But this is a get-a-win-and-get-out situation against a not-so-very-good Cowboys team. I think the Cowboys score 20. I think the Steelers score 34. That difference is 14. That's less than 14-and-a-half. Take the Steelers to win. Give me the points and the Cowboys. Sunday afternoon game, man, another really good one between two young quarterbacks that are the franchise players for their teams. The 5-2 Cardinals playing in their toaster oven out in Arizona with Kyler Murray at quarterback of 5-2. They take on Tua Tonga-Vailoa and the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins last week didn't get a lot of offensive help because they didn't have the ball much. They'll need more offense this week against the Cardinals because you know the Cardinals can score. The Cardinals are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm telling you right now, Kyler Murray is going to see a lot of cover zero, blitz zero, and that means he's going to have to rely on Hop and on Fitz to go get open early. 
that's where having a guy like DeAndre Hopkins helps you because you, you can see all those guys come, you just fling it in the air and let him go get it. And him, against zero coverage, he'll catch it all day, every day. I do think the Cardinals will win this by a touchdown. That's more than four and a half. Go with it. Bank on it. Cardinals beat Dolphins. Kyler over Tua. Kyler gets a little bit of revenge for that semifinal game a couple years ago in college when Alabama housed Oklahoma down in the Orange Bowl. Kyler gets a a little bit of revenge in this, getting a win and a cover. Sunday night game is fantastic. It takes place down in Tampa Bay. And I'm not totally sure when the last time there was a Sunday night game down in Tampa Bay. But when Tom Brady is leading the charge for the Bucs and they are 6-2, and two, and Drew Brees is on the other sideline with the Saints 5-2 and two after an overtime win against the Bears, you get a Sunday night stage all to your lonesome. Now, Tampa Bay is favored by 4.5. Watching both teams last week, you would think, man, I don't, I'm kind of stuck in the middle. But Tampa Bay playing at home, Plays with a ton of confidence. They're a much different team. Last week against the Giants on a Monday night, the Bucs just felt slow in everything they were doing. Just didn't feel like they got out of the, the gates fast. And the Giants, well, Giants believe they can play with them. The Saints will come in there with the belief they can play with them. But I think the Buccaneers will take this one, win this thing by a touchdown. This feels 38-31. That's seven. That's more than the four and a half. So I'm taking Bucks to beat Saints. Antonio Brown, will he play? Will he not play? I don't know. It's going to be pretty interesting to watch. The Bucs, to me, are must-see television right now with the way that Brady is playing with all those weapons. I think Bucks win this thing 38-31 by 7, which is more than 4.5. They'll get the cover. And then on Monday night, Monday night's game, Patriots and the Jets. The 2-5 and five Pats, the 0-8 Jets. I think the only two fan bases that will be watching this game are the Patriots and the Jets. <laughs> They're combined 2-13 on the year, third and fourth place, respectively, in the AFC East. Oh, it's ugly. The, the Patriots are going to get this win. They're favored by eight on the road. This would normally be like 18 on the road, and the Patriots would be like 6-1 or 7-0 or even 5-2 at that point. Patriots hammer the Jets. All right, we got one segment left, and we will get Drew's final word. And this week... It's with our good pal, Darren Fells, right here on Texans All Access. Don't miss a single thing on your favorite team. Follow us on Twitter at Houston Texans. This is Texans Radio. Today tastes like game day at home. Like assigned couch seating. (laughs) Tastes like coffee table dining. And an ice-cold Coke to cool down the heat. It tastes like the game you've waited for all week with friends you've known your whole life. Today, tastes like watching football is supposed to. And it never tasted this good. Coca-Cola. Together tastes better. If you're sick, why wait to see a doctor when Houston Methodist can see you today? Or drive to urgent care when virtual urgent care is available on your phone. And with online check-in, anywhere can be your waiting room. So everything can happen on your schedule. Download the Houston Methodist app today and experience an easier way to access the care you need. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. 
Deshaun Watson is having the best statistical run of his career, leading the league in yards per passing attempt. These are the best numbers I've had over my career. Can the Texans light it up in Jacksonville and beat the Jags for the sixth time in a row? The Texans, Jaguars, Sunday, with Texans Countdown starting at 9 a.m. Insider Access, exclusive content, Sports Radio 610. The Texans play here. Hey, Texans fans, Drew Doherty here. Are you looking for a new home? First Community Credit Union has everything from purchase loans to construction loans, VA loans, and more. With our competitive rates, low to no closing costs, and rate match guarantee, FCCU can help you navigate home ownership. Discover your options at FCCU and get pre-approved today at FCCU.org forward slash home loans. First Community Credit Union is the official credit union of the Houston Texans. First Community Credit Union is an equal housing opportunity lender. Hey, it's David Johnson from the Houston Texans, here with my good friend Toro. If you've watched the Texans game, you may have noticed that us players are big and strong, and that playing football requires us to be pretty tough. However, that doesn't mean we haven't had to deal with bullying before. If you or someone you know is being bullied, be yourself. Use your voice. Leave and look out for others. Join Toro and I as we take the bull out of bullying, presented by NOV. For more information, visit HoustonTexans.com bullying. Lots more to break down next on Texans Radio. The Houston Texans scratch ticket from the Texas Lottery is your ticket for a chance to win up to $100,000. And it's your opportunity to enter promotional drawings for a chance to win an away game trip on a private plane, VIP season tickets, luxury suite tickets to a home game, and more. So get your Houston Texans scratch ticket today. Houston NFL Holdings LP, all rights reserved. For detailed game odds and information, visit txlottery.org or call 800-375-6886. Must be 18 or older to purchase a ticket or enter a promotional second chance drawing. Play responsibly. Baby, I just checked out the new Hyundai Elantra. How was it? I have to say, it was a pretty smooth operator. Are you sure you're talking about a car? (laughs) It's a tech lover's dream. The digital key feature lets you lock and unlock the doors. And get this, with dynamic voice recognition, I can control the temperature, roll down the windows, and change radio stations just by talking. (laughs) I know you like that. (laughs) You too can talk to the all-new Hyundai Elantra. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Here at Academy Sports and Outdoors, we want everyone to stay safe while doing more of what they love. So whether you're planning a fishing trip, heading out for a run, prepping your lease, or playing sports in the backyard, we have all the gear you need to enjoy more sports and outdoors, all at prices you'll love. And with curbside pickup available, it's never been easier to shop all our brands in-store and online at academy.com. Because whatever you love doing, we're here to help you have more fun out there. Houston Texans fans, tailgate is back. And though it's different this year, Jamison Irish Whiskey is going to help you tailgate like a Texan. Go to JamisonTailgateTX.com to enter to win a Jamison Ultimate Tailgated Home Package. And also check out our playbook filled with classic and new recipes, ideas for virtual tailgates, and ways to support your local bar. Game day is always a smooth one with Jamison. Taste responsibly. Jamison Irish Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof, product of Ireland, 2020, imported by John Jamison Import Company, New York, New York. Introducing Texans Fit, a world-class Houston Texans fitness experience where members train like the pros. Take your workouts and recovery to the next level with cutting-edge equipment, exceptional coaches, and deluxe amenities. Texans Fit facilities are now open in Rosenberg and Katy. Visit TexansFit.com today to learn more about membership benefits, health and safety protocols, and limited-time pricing. 
Texans Fit, where you can train like the pros. Welcome to Texans All Access. We are brought to you in part by Apache Corporation. Nearly 3 billion people worldwide live in energy poverty, meaning they lack access to reliable electricity or clean cooking fuels. The natural gas and oil produced by companies like Apache Corporation help power cleaner electricity, enable access to food, education, and healthcare, and connect us to those we love. We are committed to providing the energy the world needs and to elevating families across the globe to higher standards of living. Learn more at ApacheCorp.com. That's ApacheCorp.com. Now here's the show. What are the experts predicting about this week's big game? Extra points, Saturday nights at 1030 or after the late local news on ABC 13. We've got one final segment of Texas All Access on this dark Friday evening. I was trying to remember earlier in the year, did it get dark at this late hour? Maybe it didn't. I always feel I always felt like when I finished the show, I could at least still see a little bit of orange sky from the sun, but that is not the case any longer. It was dark when I started the show. I kind of hate it. But either way, it is coming up on holiday season, and we've got plenty because in about three weeks, we're going to Detroit for Thanksgiving. My goodness, that's gotten on us uh, pretty, pretty quick. We'll see if Matt Stafford is able to play this week for the Detroit Lions, which would be kind of interesting. All right, I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst and sideline reporter. And each and every Friday show, it's our last show before the game on Sunday, in most cases, because mostly we're playing on Sundays. So it's the final word, and I give that to Drew Doherty each and every week, and he looks through the roster, he closes his eyes, and he points, and this week it pointed at number 87, Darren Fells. Here's Drew Doherty catching up with the big tight end, and Drew's final word with Darren Fells. Thank you so much, friends. We've got tight end Darren Fells with us. Darren, it's always good to talk with you. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on tap, but first, let's talk about the week that was. How beneficial mentally and physically was this bye week off for you guys? Physically, it's always a great thing because you're always putting your body through a train wreck every single Sunday, Monday, Thursday night, whatever it is. So having that week off to recover is always good, and then mentally, Obviously, with the year we're having and struggling, so being able to refresh and come back, spend time with your family, and just regroup everything mentally is, is always a good thing. At one and six, it's it's not a good record, obviously, but there's a long way to go. There's still nine games, and I know you don't win nine games in one weekend, but I'm sure there's a level of optimism about the entire season to come, right? A hundred percent. I mean, we're not we're not out of there's nine games, like you said, so plenty of time to come back and pull something together and make a run. All right, you've had 14 catches this year. Three of them are touchdowns. Ten of them go for first downs. What can you and the offense keep on doing in the second half of 2020? It looks like things have kind of turned a corner over the last three, four games. Yeah, our biggest uh, thing is uh, consistency. So we're working on being a consistent offense, uh, putting more plays together, less negative plays, obviously, and try to put some more points on the board. So we've been focusing on that and trying to get our chemistry together on the field and put up some good drives. Yeah, and then what do you guys all need to do up front to kind of help get the run game going a little bit better? When it comes to the run, communication is the biggest thing. Being on point with is me and the tackle working together, me or the tight end working together, or even me just by myself, just being able to communicate with the guys and knowing what our technique is, footwork, and knowing which gap we're trying to hit and things like that. Tell me about it, how nice it's going to be to have Jordan Akins back in the fold there with you and Pharaoh Brown. 
oh, that's that's uh, my nephew right there. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to say brother, but I'm a lot lot older than everybody in this locker room. So yeah, he's he's a guy that everybody knows can make plays when he's out there. He's feeling great, looking great. And he's one of those guys who's definitely happy to have back out there. It's a weapon. Your nephew, you're only in your mid-30s, Darren, or not even your mid-30s, you're in your early 30s. It's, uh, you're making somebody like me who's in my mid-40s really, really old when you say that. That hurts. That hurts. But tell me about the Jacksonville secondary. What are the challenges they present? What have you seen from them on tape? And what sort of, what sort of strengths and, and, and weaknesses have you seen from them? Uh, they, they're, they're really, really talented defense. Um, I'm not going to put anything past them. They, obviously, another team with a record that they're, they're struggling, but that record never lets out real ability, I should say. So we're going in there. We know that these, the secondary can make plays when, when called upon, and so we're trying to focus on which guys we need to keep an eye out if we're running routes or obviously running the ball. We need to know who's going to hit us down downfield and things like that downhill. You bring up the record part of it, and yeah, they've struggled too. But how much, how much of that cliche we hear that you know it's a division game, so you got to throw those records out? How true is that actually? Oh, hundred percent true. These guys you see twice a year; they know you in and out, so they know exactly which how you want to attack them. So it's one of those games that you just need to be on point every single time, every single play, and you just know that it's going to come down to the wire. It's a hard fought game every single conference game. All right, last time you played them. You catch a 44-yard touchdown pass, and that put the Texans ahead for good. You guys would not relinquish that lead. And then later, your quarterback was making fun of your wheels, man. He said you were slow. You got in the end zone. I mean, how how'd that, how'd that feel to you to hear Watson busting on your, uh, your speed there? I have no comment because if I say something, he'll stop throwing me the ball. So. <laughs> yeah, no comment. But it's probably because you can dish it out as well, right? Uh, I can. I'm just not going to. <laughs> All right. Well, Darren Fells, best of luck on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Texans looking to get going in North Florida. You know what? We need everybody going in North Florida. We need everybody. There'll be a few fans in the stands there uh, for the Jags. Um, no jokes about tarps already being there, all that kind of stuff. We'll leave that for the, for the jokesters of the group. But look, we do need everybody to show up. We need everybody. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking like fans to show up because there's only a limited number of you. But when I'm talking to everybody, coaching staff, players, everybody on that sideline has got to bring the A game with nine games left to go. Look, we've said this often since uh, Bill O'Brien was replaced with Romeo Cornell. Nobody has any idea what next year holds. Don't know who the GM is going to be. Don't know who the head coach is going to be. None of these guys know. I mean, some of these guys know they're going to be here. A lot of them don't. A lot of them are putting audition tapes together over these last nine weeks, honestly. Um, and I know a lot of the coaches uh, may feel the same way, that they may not be brought back. I mean, look, that's just the, the way of the business. A new coach comes in. He brings in coaches he's comfortable with. He may keep a coach or two, uh, but that's about it. But in these final nine games, you can do something pretty special. You've got a schedule that's a little bit more conducive to – you know, winning games, you know, maybe having a game or so where you, you put a number on a team. And that's what this team needs to start doing. Look, it's the Jags at one and six. It's the Patriots at two and five. You know, the Browns have a decent record, but look, they just scored six points the last time out at home. So there's going to be opportunities over these last nine games to do something, to get on a little bit of a streak. But most importantly, to play better football weekend and week out. This defense, obviously we know the troubles it's had. Last, last time out on the field, Devontae Adams lit them up like a Christmas tree. 
But Bradley Roby returns, that's going to help. Up front, they need that group to come together. They need the edge players, Brent Scarlett and Jonathan Grenard, to step up and make a number of plays. Set the edge and tackle. I mentioned that in the keys to the game. They've got to be able to do that. Zach Cunningham's got to keep everything and everybody together in the middle. This defense has got to gel. Everybody doing his job on every single play. Then go help your partner. But do your job. You'd be surprised how often that doesn't take place. And not just the Texans. You watch different uh, you know, film from throughout the league. You're like, well, that guy blocked the wrong guy. You see it all the time. Do your job. Know what your job is and do it. And then it's time for these rookies to unleash. Ross Blacklock, John Grenard, it's time to go. It's time to see what you've got. You're halfway into your rookie campaign. It's time to make a point. And that is you can impact this team. Because there's a lot of people in this city that don't think the rookies are going to do much over the last nine games of the year. Well, this is a proving ground to show what you can do. But the success is going to rely, as it has, on the back of number four. Deshaun Watson carrying the offense. He needs some help from the running game. The running game has to take some pressure off of number four. Now, a defense is geared to stop Deshaun Watson. He still is lighting him up. But some help is needed. 46 men on Sunday have got to band together, go get one win, and then start stacking them and see where you are at the end of it. Maybe it's not good enough. Maybe you run into some really tough teams down the road in Chicago and Indy, etc. But you can get on a little bit of a roll. This team, not the same as last year, but this is a team and organization that's won a lot of football games over the last how many ever years. They know how to win. Now it's time to do it in the second half of the year. And it starts on Sunday. We'll see you there. Big thanks to everybody who is part of this show. Mark and Rack and Drew and Deepy and Darren Fells and Jordan Akins. All of you for your help. Jacob back in studio. Thank you so much. We'll see you on Sunday. And as always, go Texans. You've been listening to Houston Texans football. Brought to you by Reliant Energy, Ford, Texas Lottery, Geico, and by Cushada. This is Texans Radio. My name is Dean Grant of Resolute Oil. We were poised for significant growth in 2020. When the pandemic hit, it stopped us in our tracks, derailed us. We spoke with Amogee right away because we believed in Amogee and believed that they would come up with the best solution available. Without Amogee Bank, we would not be in business today. They make you feel, they make you feel important. We're, we're an Amogee Bank customer for life. Amogee Bank, a division of Zions Bank Corporation, N.A., member FDIC, official business bank of the Houston Texans. What do you call a group of friends who spend every Sunday huddled around the TV for hours, wearing horns on their heads and blue and red paint on their faces, jumping with a Miller Lite in one hand and a hot barbecue short rib in the other, while proudly chanting, we are Texans. You call it Miller time in Houston. Here's to the Texans. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2020 Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hey, Keith here from Papa John's, and guess what? For a limited time, it's back. It's our new double cheeseburger pizza. A large for just 12 bucks. And now, add the double cheeseburger papadilla for only 6 bucks. Comes with zesty burger sauce, hamburger beef, tomatoes, pickles, and lots and lots of cheese. It's our new double cheeseburger pizza and the new double cheeseburger papadilla. Get yours today. Papa John's Houston. 
Another hot day in Houston as this game gets underway. Here's the kickoff, caught by Dykin. They're really stepping it up for Houston, Jim. Like all that financial assistance they gave for Hurricane Harvey relief efforts. Yeah, Steve, they gained a lot of yardage on that one. Here's the snap. Oh, and look at that donation to Habitat for Humanity. Did you see all those AC units they provided for low-income housing? These guys would be on fire if they weren't so cool. Dykin is definitely Houston's biggest fan. They're taking this Houston team right into the comfort zone. At Mustang Cat, we understand that the work never ends. As the Caterpillar dealer for Southeast Texas, we deliver the equipment, service, parts, and rentals you need to keep doing the work. For a limited time, Mustang Cat is offering 0% financing with no money down on all compact equipment. Learn more at MustangCat.com or call us at 888-MYCAT20. Mustang Cat. Building Texas. Powering the world. If you can't be at NRG Stadium this season to watch the Houston Texans in person, the next best place to enjoy the game is Game Day Central on HoustonTexans.com. We have tons of contests, the pregame kickoff show, Texans traditions at your fingertips, football analysis, and more. Plus, you'll have access to the arcade presented by Reliant with hours of fun games and chances to win exclusive prizes. Visit HoustonTexans.com or download the official Houston Texans app to join the fun. At CDW, we get that an unsecured laptop can put your company's data at risk, making you a little paranoid. I'm not paranoid. You're paranoid. CDW can implement a secure mobility solution using the HP EliteBook with Intel 8th Generation Processors and SureView Privacy to protect your screen from prying eyes. Did you follow me here? IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash hpsecurity. What was that? Hey, Texans fans, you are lucky dogs because the Texans have teamed up with Home Smokehouse to make the best-tasting small-batch pecan-smoked hot dog only available at NRG Stadium. That's right. Home Smokehouse, voted number one in taste, has been smoking in Texas since 1970. And believe me, you've never really tasted a hot dog till you bite into a Home Smokehouse pecan-smoked hot dog. There's no taste like Home's. Proud sponsor of the Houston Texans. Texans fans, if your head's in the game, you're not thinking of hunger. But keep an eye on that scoreboard, because if your team scores two touchdowns at this week's game, you'll score a free Jumbo Jack at Jack in the Box when you purchase a large drink. Stop by a participating Jack in the Box location the day after the game to get your touchdown celebration meal on. Touchdown! Now, how's that for some extra points? 